Tefillah is, of course, with the head. But equally, of course, it is also with the heart. And you see sometimes people diving with one or the other. Sometimes you see people, it looks like it's just a cognitive experience, kind of just learning to shut them in the words and saying them without any feeling. You also find the other extreme, that people davening without, just with feeling, without any sense that there's too much uh, thought going into it. And a real davening needs both aspects. You have to know the shot in the words, you have to know what you're saying, you have to know where you are, and not just be overwhelmed by emotions. But on the other hand, without emotions, of course, is very lacking. And I want to just think about that as we jump into tefillahs of the Yamim Tovim, Right, and as I say these words, and as I give the simple translation before we go deeper into it, please think to yourself, what emotion is it natural that we should be having? And then we'll try to revisit that as we go, what it means if we have these feelings, we don't have these feelings. You've chosen us from all the nations. You loved us. You were pleased with us, the art scroll translates. We'll go more into that. You elevated us from all languages. All tongues, you've sanctified us with your mitzvahs. You brought us close, our king, to your worship. And your great and holy name, you've called upon us. What feeling? You know the feeling? I won the lottery. I mamish won the lottery, right? We should be overwhelmed with joy. We should be ecstatic. We should be thinking person really felt that? The Bori Kol Olam and the Ein Sof chose us? Not only that, he chose us and he loved us and he was pleased with us and he elevated us. So some of you, some of us are probably thinking, great, that's what I always feel. Some of us are thinking, oh gosh, my heart is turned off. And you know what? Either way, it's good news because all we have to do is keep moving forward. If we're close to the emotions, then we have to work on ourselves to get even closer to the emotions. And not to be mystopic with the fact that we have a gift. Those who have more, what we call Bali Regish, it's a gift. Yes, it's a gift. Some people are stronger in Seichel. Some people are stronger in emotion. It's a gift. But just like a Seichel has to be developed through Limudat Torah, so too the emotions have to be developed further and further. And if you're far from it, in a certain way it's even better. Because there's so much to grow. And Hashem really appreciates every little step that a person takes. And the only thing we can, mistake we can make is think we're stuck where we are. And if we realize we have to just keep moving forward all the time, and move forward, and try, so we're in the best place we could be. So everybody's in a good place, Baruch Hashem. Let's, notably, especially as we're just finished the Yom Narayim period, in a certain way, right, these words, we most relate to them on Pesach, Shavuos, and Sukkot, but they really relate to the Yom Narayim also, because we said them, just like we said the Shimon Esrei 13 times over Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, each and every one of those we also said, Atavachartanu. So this is really a tefillah which penetrates our life. Many people sing it. Uh, many times over Yom Tov, perhaps the most popular Yom Tov song, maybe one of the most popular Yom Tov songs. So let's jump in and try to figure it out first. So the first thing we want to delve into is, what's the idea of Bechira, Ahava, and Ritzui? And then how does that relate, if they do, to Ramantanu, Kideshtanu, Mitzvah, Kereptanu, Malkeinu, Lava, Tzacha? So I'll tell you now that the putting Shimcha Gadol on the side for a moment, because there are really seven phrases here. The uh, Dover Shalom, we haven't 
been zocha to learn from in a while, equates the first three phrase, first three phrases with the second three phrases, and this is very very exciting. I've seen others equated also. So atava hartanu is going to relate to romam tanu. Ahavta is going to relate to Vikidashtanu, and Ratzisa is going to, going to relate to the Keratonu Malkin and Secha. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Let's figure out what these three things are Bechira, Ahava, and Ritsui. Right? Being pleased, and let's see if we have a deeper or a different definition of Ritsui. So the Dover Shalom, in a phenomenal little piece here, says this Gidre Ha'ava Shloshahim. Mitzad Ha'bechira Neged Ha'guru Amimeno. Mitzad Ha'tov Shutov Bemes. Amazing. I'll read it again and translate. Mitzat ha-bechira, the choice against something worse than, right? Many times a person says, you go out to eat. What do you choose? I don't really like anything on the menu, but so much, but I, you know, the, 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 the best of the rest, so to speak, is this. I'll have a hamburger, right? Or there's something you love, Be'etzim. I love this food because I love it. Or, I can't even explain, I don't know why I like it so much, but I just do. And that's Bechira, Ava, and Ratzisa relating to Ratz and relating to, relating to desire. Ultimately, it's hard to understand exactly why our desires are as they are, right? Why does one people, person like this, one person like that? One, right? That's why we have an excellent Hebrew expression, on taste and flavor and smell, don't argue. Right? Some people, how can in the world you like, it's a silly thing to be upset about why someone else likes something different than we like. Right? Let's give a uh, perhaps a more relevant marshal. Let's talk about a person getting married. It's the DP camps, 1946. Right? Many Jews are without anything. No families, no uncles, no aunts. And they have a sense, I have to get married. They look around the DP camp and they say, oh, you know, there's no one I particularly love so much, but She's she's a fine. She's better better than the rest, right? She's fine. That's a bechira on this level, right? You, you don't bechira can mean more than that, but that's how the Dover Shalom explains it here. Mitzad ha neged This is a bechira against something that's worse than it, best of the rest. And then there's ava, which is mitzad hatov shutov bemis. I love you for a certain reason. This girl's character traits, her intelligence, her her personality drew me to her and I just love her for everything that she is and I can see to myself why I love her. And then there's Rutzen. I, you know, I can't explain it. I never thought I would like a girl like this. She's not on my list. He's not on my list. He doesn't have any of the character traits which she thought she, he would want to have, that she would want to have. But yet, I love her. I can't explain it. You know, My family thinks I'm crazy. She's a decent person and I'm going to marry her. I'm going to marry him. <laughs> why? I can't really explain it. It's just a, it's a deeper Rutzen. Okay, so that's Bechira, Ahava, and Ritzi. Here's the good news. The Rabboni Shalom chose Klai and loved Klai in all three ways. We are Bocheras, Ava Bechiris Neged Menu. We are the greatest nation that there was. Or let's say, the best nation that was. So Hashem chose us. Ata Bechartanu. But Ahavto Sanu was that he loved us for the wonderful midas that he saw in us. He loved us for what he saw in us. And then find Ritzoy, it was an Avaritsoni, it was a deeper love, so to speak, without without even an explainable love. Right? Obviously Hashem doesn't do anything for no reason, but not anything that we can grasp. That was an Avaritsonit. So Hashem loved Klai Yisrael on these three levels. 
I love you because you're the best that was there, the best available. I love you because the beauty I see in you. And I love you in a way which is deeper. Maybe that's something connected to the bris or something like that. That's deeper than anything I can even express, deeper than anything I can explain. And each of those ahavas, each of those loves existed from Hashem to us. Amazing. Ahavto sonu. And then that's why it's mikol hamim. Atavachartanu mikol hamim. You're bocharas from all the nations. But then Ahapto Sanu doesn't say against anything else because that was a pure Ava because of our Milas. Ratsisa Banu, and you had a Ratsan for us, you had a desire for us in an inexplicable way. Let's talk about why, what were the qualities that Hashem saw in the Jewish people. So let's think about what we know. The Gemara in Yevamas, Ayin Vavarso, says that the Gavonas, the Gavonites who had a, um, had a treacherous um, Nekamadika Nature, David Amelch says, I believe, was says they're not right to come into Klai Yisrael. And there we say the beautiful, well-known Chazal, Shlosha Simanu Bumazu. There are three signs in this nation: Rachmanim, Bishanim, Gomel Chasadim. The Jewish people naturally is merciful. Where we have a midavusha, we know what to be embarrassed about in a good way, right? And there's a good embarrassment. Manus Friedman has a book called "Doesn't Anyone Blush Anymore." And I think that's a wonderful, wonderful uh, something to strive for, the idea of healthy blushing. Not that I'm scared of my shadow, not that I can't speak to people, but the sense of having a little bit of busha, which needs its own explanation. The Gomli Chassadim, the Jewish people, does good to each other. We know in other places, Jewish people are called Azin Shibumas, the, the bold ones amongst the nations. We're called an Uma Chachamim, Am HaSefer, right? So all those midas that Klai Yisrael has, Hashem loves us and He looks at us, one, on one level, he looks and he says, you know, I need a partner in the world. I need a bazug. You got it. Who else am I going to pick? The Yishmaelites, the Edomites, the Italians, right? They all have their role. But Kleisrael is something else, right? But then a son in a positive way, he loves us for who we are, for the beauty he sees in us. And then doesn't stop with that. Ratzi Sabanu, his Ratzin for us, goes to a deeper place, okay? Now, we said that Atavachartanu, Lines up with Make sure you can see that, and if you can, I advise you to please open up. Most uh, have tefillas shalosh regalim. Obviously, every machzor for the shalosh regalim have it. The machzor roshani yom kippur has it. You can find it. Atav acharton mikolim hafto son ritzisa bano first set of three. Then romam ton mikolashono. So that fits very nice. And he was bokeros from all the nations, and. Together with that, part of that was, and he elevated us more than all the shonos. Right again, the comparative love. I loved you in a compar. I loved you in a comparative way. I just chose you, and I loved you in a comparative way, and I was meromim you in a comparative way. Then the kiddushtanu mitzvah I sanctified you with my mitzvahs. That relates to hafdo sano. So hafdo sano again is what Hashem loved us in what way? Hashem loved us in the for a reason you know deeper than anything He can explain. I loved you in in. And I'm sorry, I loved you for the good midas that I see in you. And that relates to Vikidashtan Mitzvah How does that make sense? So here, I must be honest, I'm diverging a little bit from the Dover Shalom. Until now, I basically just said, Lefimid uh, Erki, my understanding of the Dover Shalom's words. Now, I don't understand exactly what he's saying, um, but I'll, I'll try to explain it the way I think could be explained Lefidarko. I'm going in his way and taking it uh, in, in, in a step further. It's like this. Let's go back to the marshal with the girl, right? So, Ahafta, the Ava for the girl means I see the beautiful Midas she has, right? Or the woman sees the beautiful Midas her husband has. I see the intelligence. I see the chain, the grace, 
I see the personality, and I fall in love with them. But she's a little shy, right? So a good husband or a good wife tries to bring out, in a healthy, non-confrontational uh, way, the beauty in their husband or wife. You know, speak. Don't be shy. You could be an English teacher. You can lecture. You can give a Dvar Torah in shul. You have leadership qualities. You have to, right? So the beauty that we see encourages us to bring out more. So that will be the pshat, meaning I see all the beautiful midas you have, and therefore I'm choosing you and I'm loving you. And then Hashem sanctified us with his mitzvahs. Hashem said, wow, this amazing nation called Klai Yisrael, I can make them holy. I can take them to a whole different place, which is, which is of course, our goal in this world, right? We're born... We're born as Many Jews are born with great intelligence, but Hashem wants us to develop ourselves, and that's Kidashtanu through the Kedush Samitzvah. That's our true development through every mitzvah being Mekadashas and every Aver getting getting uh, a, a different light through our Tzitzis, through our Tfilin, through our Lakas Neris, through our Chesed, through our Daleminim, through our Sukkah. Each and every one of these ways brings us to, brings out the natural potential we have and is Mekadashas. Okay? Now, What's the idea in this mahalach of Ratzisa Banu, right? And you had a desire for us. So that is parallel to the care of Tonu Malkein Secha. And you brought us close, our king, to your avoda. You brought us close, our king, to your worship. So the way I understand that is uh, a new pshat of what avoda is. When we think of avoda, we often think it means Hashem commanded us and we have to do it. Right, which of course we do, and that we get a benefit from it, we do. But there's another aspect of Oda, which is when we have to be over him, we're around him, right? When we bench, we're thinking about him. When we say may brachas per day, we're thinking about him. We're connected to him, right? So Hashem want to draw us close to his avoda because of this great rutzendik love, this love that's beyond tamvareach, this deep ruts and he has for us so therefore he uh, kept us close the care of you you drew us close to your avoda for the purpose of us always being close to you like a father says to son you know what he finds things for his son to do for him just because I, w- I want my son close you know but I'm not such a great conversationalist well if I ask him to if I ask him to uh, do the lawn so he'll stick around a little bit more and he'll stay close to me and be around me and Hashem Yisbarach wants us close to him. So that's Kervatonu Malkein Alava Desecha. Mamash, a tour de force of a pshat Dover Shalom here. Now let's go one more Mahalach and the Mahalach of the Vilna Gon, an absolutely amazing Mahalach, okay? And I offer this as a second Mahalach I don't think it contradicts the first Mahalach, but it's not necessarily a follow-up to the second, the first Mahalach. It's a separate idea, okay? So the Gon famously says that Atavahartanu is, these three ideas correlate to three different times of the year. The Bechira was, of course, Pesach. Atavahartanu, you chose us on Pesach, Mikol Amim. Haftosan, he loved us on, um, he loved us on Shavuos. Those are pretty understood, right? The Bechira of Klai was on Pesach, the love of giving us the mitzvahs and making us so special, his ultimate love for us was Anshfuz. Ratzisa Banu, he says an interesting thing. Ratzisa, the idea of Ratzin, is Dafka after Kas. He brings a few psukim to that effect, Kedarko Bekodesh, that after there's anger is when there's Ratzin. And that is, uh, that's Sukkis. Ratzisa Banu, the Ahava of Sukkis, the uniqueness of Sukkis, is the deep love 
after a fight, like a couple know sometimes that after they have a good fight, you know, then there's dafka love, which doesn't compare to the love they had beforehand. That's the love of sukkahs. That's a ritzisa bono. How does that? How does that fit into sukkahs? And where do we find this? So let me sh- allow me to share, especially people are listening to this at different times during the year. But initially, it's being given close to the days of sukkahs. So the gon has an absolute phenomenal mahalach. The famous question of the tour is why is sukkahs on uh, this time of the year, right? Really, if it's remembering the Anane Kavod, we got the Anane Kavod when we left Mitzrayim, so it should be sometime, I don't know when it would have been, maybe between Pesach and Shavuos, or after Shavuos, or some, sometime over there, right? During the Sphere, right after the Sphere, that's when it should have been. The Torah famously says, what brought by the Mishnah Brura, is that we bring it, uh, that we have Sukkot when we do, because, yeah, if we go into a Sukkot then, people would think you're just doing it for the shade, but we go in when it's getting colder, and then everybody realizes it's for the Mitzvah. Nifla. That's the standard Mahalach. But the Gons is something absolutely um, amazing. He says that when the Cheda Egel happened, we lost the Anani Kabbat. The clouds of glory were lost from the Jewish people. Such a sin, huh, you lose the clouds of glory. When did they come back? So the, the Gons is a phenomenal Mahalach and a phenomenal Cheshbon. Moshe Rabbeinu comes back on Yom Kippur and gives us a Sarasadibris, right? Of course, the Yom Kippur was a day of Nesina Satora. We often don't think of it like that because we're so busy with the other aspects of the day, but it was a day of Mesir Satora. That's Yom Kippur. If I remember the Cheshbon correctly, Moshe Rabbeinu commands the building of the Mishkan on the 11th of Tishrei, when actually I am saying this, and then they brought Baboker Baboker, I believe it says the next two days, which would be the 12th and the 13th, they brought for the Mishkan. On the 14th, the first and perhaps only time in history a fundraiser said enough, please don't bring any more. Moshe says, don't uh, bring any more uh, stuff for the Mishkan, we have enough. And then they start building the Helig Mishkan on the 15th, and guess what happens? The Nane Kavod come back. The Nane Kavod come back. That, the Gon says, is why Sukkot is on the 15th of Tishrei. Not like the Torah's Cheshbon, that really should have been later in the year, but for kind of technical reasons, in a sense, we put it all there. No, the Mishkan started being built. So, listen well. According to the Gon, the clouds of glory that we're remembering on Sukkot isn't the clouds of glory, the Anani Kavod, of leaving Mitzrayim. It's the, it's the Anani Kavod that represented the Ritzui, that represented the coming back to Hashem, the love after the separation. We lost Anani Kavod. We lost part of our relationship in a terrible way. But towards the bin, bin, building of the Mishkan, they came back, and the Anani Kavod coming back represents that. And that, too, is what's happening every year. Right? David Cohen, the Rashiva of Hebron in the Sefer Zman Sim Chaseno, explains this by Richus Batu Tambadas. It's a wonderful Sefer. For those who can handle uh, in English, in Hebrew, excuse me, Mamash amazing. I'm giving you the, um, the, the kernel of it. And he says that's the idea of the Simcha, the Zman Sim Chaseno of Sukkis each and every year. Just like back then, historically, Sukkis was a time not just of Asifa, not just of the Sukkah on its own, but Sukkis is integrally related to the whole period of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, El, etc. So just like there was El every year, just like then there was a coming together between the Kaddish Baruch and the Jewish people. So to every year we experience that through El, really starting with Tisha B'av, through the Tzak Libam El Hashem, our hearts cry out to the Kaddish Baruch through the Korban, through the Shiva Dinachemta, through El, through Rosh Hashanah, through Yom Kippur, etc. Then finally we get the Ritzui, we get the excuse me, we get the coming together 
uh, of the tshuva shlema of the Kabbalists of Yom Kippur, and then the Zman Haritzoy, the Zman when we really experience our relationship again with the Rebona Shalom, is Sukkot, and that's why it's Zman Simchaseinu, and that's what we feel each and every year. Amen, King Yeratzon. And I just want to end to, similar to what we spoke about at the beginning, that as I so often say, and I, I'm totally speaking to myself, like giving Musa here and just speaking to friends uh, together, trying to be better in Avodah Hashem. As I often say, you know, don't rush over this tefillah. It's it's not something you say every day. After Sukkot, uh, seven or eight days, uh, nine days of Sukkot and Shemini Atzeres, we won't be saying it for a long time. You know, savor it. It's an awesome paragraph. It's a joyful paragraph. It's all about the incredible love that Rosh has for Kalei Yisrael, right? Try to try to feel happy as you're saying it. I'm speaking to myself. And even if not, say the words on Kavana, with Kavana. You know, the thing, but don't rush. That's the first thing. Just slow down. Stop. I'm about to talk about the great love that Rosh has for the Jewish people and for me, Bechlalom. Try to get the motions going. If not, it's also good. The trying is very, very, very chashiv. It says in Svarim, even if it doesn't, like I said before, people judge themselves on the totzah. The Ronchum judges us on the on the trying, right? At least if a person is trying to get his heart going, it's worth so much. And the fact that the person is saying it a little bit slower is worth so much. And it's such a special paragraph, and it's such a unique paragraph, and it's something that we have a time to say. Now we've hopefully, that's right, Hashem learned uh, even deeper how amazing, how chashuv, and how, how phenomenal the paragraph is. According to the Dover Shalom, it's relating to the different ways and different omic of how Hashem loves us, three levels of Kaddish Baruch who loves us, and the fact that He is Meromimus, and the fact that He develops us through the mitzvahs, and the fact that He wants to keep us close through His avodah, and the Rebbeinu Agra, it's the Ahava of Pesach, it's the it's the Bechir, me, the Bechir of Pesach, the love of Shavuos, and finally the amazing appeasement it's appeasement. It's the it's the rutsin of appeasement which you feel on Sukkis. Amen. Kenyaratzon. A good yamtiv.